0: Welcome to Talking Dairy, where we dive into the most important topics on the minds of New Zealand dairy farmers. Well, entries for the 2023 New Zealand Dairy Industry Awards are about to open on October 1st, so we decided to catch up with one of this year's winners, North Waikato dairy farmer Jimmy Cleaver. Farming since he was 15, Jimmy's currently managing Grant Clune's 140 hectare farm near Rangariri, milking 360 cows, and he's due to start milking another 66 of his own cows this season. Now 23, Jimmy's strongly focused on his future goal of sheer milking. Jimmy's made a mark early in his dairying career. He took away the regional trophy for Auckland Hauraki Farm Manager of the Year as well as a stack of regional and national merit awards, including the Dairy NZ People and Leadership Award. So what makes Jimmy tick and what caught the Dairy Industry Awards judges' attention this year? And why is managing people and giving others a chance to get ahead in dairy farming so high on his list of life goals? In this episode, Jimmy also talks about the importance of having off-farm interests, why he's not afraid to do things a bit differently on the farm, and what he thinks would make dairying a more attractive career option. My name is Ben Chapman-Smith, and I hope you enjoy this chat. And if you're keen to have a crack at the Dairy Industry Awards, proudly supported by DairyNZ, go to dairyindustryawards.co.nz. Let's get into it. Hey, so Jimmy, thanks for having me out here on the farm with you today. It's um, nice to have a chat with you here in in the kitchen. Tell us about growing up on a dry stock farm and how you switched your focus to dairying. Yeah, well... Grew up on a dry stock farm. My parents were dairy farmers. We
1: sort of got a rich history of dairy farming in my grandparents. And so, yeah, my uncle as well. So we, I don't know, just introduced there and slowly progressed from there. And then sort of once I got to that 12, 13, when you're like, oh,
0: what am I going to do? That was it. I was just like, oh, dairy
1: farming it is. Yeah.
0: To be fair, most people probably aren't thinking about their future career at 12 or 13, but you obviously were, (laughs) eh? Yeah, well...
1: I don't know, it just just happens for me really. It was in the yeah. blood. Yeah, it's in the blood, yeah.
0: Where was the farm you grew up
1: on? Uh, so that was out in Wild Park, which
0: is, it's about South Auckland now. That was my grandparents' farm. Tell us about where you studied and the qualifications that you picked up. What have you learned that's set you up for this career path? As I was walking in the door today, you know, I can see you picked up distinction at Lincoln. Yeah. T- talk to us about your study.
1: Yes, I went to Telford, which was at the time was part of Lincoln Uni. Uh, we were the last students to go through there. I studied CERT and Ag, and I can weigh a distinction, and the best part about Telford was that you actually got out and you went out to different farms, and you got exposed to different systems, and you could take a bit from here, take a bit from there, and put it into your own sort of system and
0: hmm. make it work. How old were you when you went to Telford? Uh, I was 17 going on 18 I'm interested in the fact that you went off and did a qualification. Why did you decide to actually do the formal study? The old lady said to me, you yeah, have to get
1: a bit of paper behind you. And I was like, no, I don't have to, you know. But, yep, she made me do it. And you're glad you did? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was best experience, yeah. It, was, it set me up right up until now, pretty much.
0: Tell us about your first couple of years in dairying. What did you learn from those, you know, in those early, I mean, gee, what are you, 23 now? Yep. Yeah, still, still early days. But, <laughs> but what did you learn in your first couple of years in dairying? And talk to us about the mentors that you had.
1: When I started out full-time, you get exposed to a lot of stuff and it don't really know what's going on, but I just soaked it all up, took good parts from all of my mentors, so I regularly talk to them. The people that you you sort of need to have around you in order to go forward. And you don't just listen to one mentor, you, you have a multiple and – This is what I've done is I've taken the best parts of those people and then sort of made it into my own sort of system, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But those early days were amazing to connect with amazing people.
0: Who were those mentors? Were they the people you were working for or were they other people in the picture?
1: Yeah, so they were the farm manager that I was carrying under Gareth, and then um, also the farm owner as well, Mike. They just sort of took me on as, well, as a 15-year-old that didn't know anything about dairy, apart from putting the old cup on a cow when I was a little kid. Yeah, and sort of just grew me from there, really, up until
0: when I managed on that farm. How would they have described you as a 15, 16-year-old? You know, did they see a guy who was really hungry to learn and and had a real good attitude? I'd like to hope so.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I definitely think they knew that I had something worth following and pursuing especially at a young age as well and yeah they sort of just nursed me I guess for the first year and then yeah gave me responsibilities and it carried on from there
0: was the stuff you learned from them obviously a lot of practical farm skills but were there things they taught you as well about uh, character or attitude or anything like that yeah definitely so another mentor
1: was James that I met when I was at Telford he just loved Just doing stuff and making it fun. So that's where I really clicked. And he was also young and I was like, well, he's making it fun. I can as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good. good. Jimmy, what's your current role here and what do you find most satisfying about it? Yeah, so I'm
1: farm manager at the moment. Probably the most satisfying thing I find about it is finding problems and then solving the problem. I wouldn't say I'm a problem solver. I'm a solution finder. That's sort of what I do and I put it across everything on the farm. Just solutions that, you know, when you sort of identify something that's wrong with the cows and you do something to fix it. And it works. Yeah. And this year I'm seeing it work. So that's um yeah, very satisfying. When you say this year, is that because you're you're starting to see your knowledge sort of build? Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. And that was that reflects from the industry awards as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, so nice. You're talking about the New Zealand Dairy Industry Awards. Why did you enter those?
1: Uh, the first year was obviously because I was quite young. I thought, you know, I'll do it and I'll see what I can do at, at a young age. And, yeah, it was, a, it was a real eye-opener, definitely. From that and the judges' feedback that I got, I was sort of like, well, I can prove improve a lot of things here and – Ever since then, I set a goal on entering the next year and just basically building up a whole lot of evidence that I can have for that
0: next year. I don't know too much about the process of going through those awards, but you do have to produce a lot for yeah. them to, to look at yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. The more, um, the more evidence you can get from whatever you're doing on farm, the better. Sure. So what was the experience like for you um, last year and this year? The first year was challenging a wee bit because I um, didn't really know what I had to do and what I was missing out on and all that sort of stuff that goes into the presentation. And then this year, before the awards night, I was pretty confident that i had done everything that I could do to to
0: win, yeah. How did you feel when you found out that you'd won the uh, Auckland hierarchy Farm Manager of the year award
1: oh it was it was a
0: good time eh it
1: was a good time We had, um, I couldn't go to the awards night so we ended up having yeah oh put some meat on the smoker and a couple mates around and from young farmers
0: and yeah we watched it on on TV it, nice. was, it was a good time hey so what have you learned through the awards process that has been helpful for where you're at now but also that's, you know going to set you up for the future what sorts of things have you taken out of it that make you a better farmer
1: yeah so I think a lot of a lot of people that have entered would say the same as me that it sets you up for the future really. It sets you up with like clear goals where you want to go, how do you achieve them set up the future and made it like really clear and
0: made sure the goals are achievable and that they can be done. So as part of the awards process do you actually have to you have to put it, put some thinking into what you like do you have to demonstrate what your goals are yeah, yeah, you've got to put things into everything that yeah. goes into
1: it. But yeah, definitely um, part of the yeah, you have to sort of say what you want
0: to do and where you want to be, and you've got to make that clear to the judges as well. So back to your current role, um, talk to us about how you manage people and, and why that's important to you, oh, and maybe talk about how many people you manage.
1: Yeah, so we have um, two people on farm. We do that purely just so that we can all get time off. And, you know, if someone wants to go off one day, they, they can easily enough. I go off what my mentor Gareth sort of does and he lets you sit back and he sits back and he lets you do what you want to do. So i sort of taken that on board as well. And, um, yeah, I do that and if I see something not quite going right, I'll jump in and um, do my best to make sure that they know what they're doing and that they learn as well. It's Part of my goal as well is to offer them the same opportunity that I've had. With the young fella that I've got, what I've done is, as well as sat back, I've found something that he is passionate about within on the farm and sort of that makes what I've found is it's made him click and, um, yeah, he sort of gets an interest for everything else.
0: What is that area that, that, he, that he lights up about? Uh, feeding. Feeding. That was mine as well. And Any weaknesses they've got? How do you work on that
1: with them? What I've done is sort of try and keep away from the weaknesses because – like and I've found as well that you get frustrated with yourself because you kind of can't really do it, and um, but you ease them into it so that they can um they
0: build up confidence because being confident is the biggest thing. What benefits do you see coming from good leadership and, and people management on farm? So when you've got good leadership and management on farm, how, how does that benefit the team and the you know the farm business?
1: It makes it a lot um, easier as well with you know when those tough times do come like we're now carving it makes us yeah we can relax you know and we can go out and get off farm especially which when you come back and you're on the farm it makes it yeah just a lot better yeah, yeah you got sure. something to talk about other than farming
0: jimmy you kind of touched on it that there are is obviously tough times on the farm but you know, people get tired and worn out and, and, and this and that, and, and sometimes of the year obviously harder than others. How do you get yourself and your team through those times? And you've kind of touched on it a bit there, but what other things do you do to keep everyone well?
1: Regular meetings, like we catch up and go to the bakehouse, get off-farm together um, and just have a debrief and talk about what's going on, usually about the rugby or, or cricket or something like that. And we encourage them to get into the community as well whether that's through the local rugby team or cricket team now. And also, yeah, like I'm a huge part of Young Farmers, so that's massive in the way that I sort of get off farm and I, you know, just get to have a good yarn about what's happening on farm, a little bit of steam off, and then you come back
0: and you're refreshed somewhat. Yeah. Has that always been part of how you've operated? Like has it always been important to you since you came into farming at a young age to get off the farm, have your hobbies outside of farming?
1: Yeah, I think um, my sort of parents have – uh, really pushed that on me that I've got to go and do something else. Farming isn't my whole life. You know, I do have other things that to do. Yeah. So they've sort of
0: pushed me here from day one, really. So you have informal meetings. Yeah. How often would you get off the farm to do that? Oh, we usually do it every second week. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then
1: sort of the, every other week just have a general catch-up at my place usually and, yeah, coffee and just what's going on for the week what do you like about this part of part of the country um it's it's home for me Uh, yeah it's home for me i know i've got a massive like group of people around me you know and if i left i wouldn't know anyone if you know what i mean well i would but um yeah everyone's sort of welcoming around here that i i get involved with and Hmm. i know where everything is yeah
0: i was reading that you uh you like doing a bit of hunting and, and fishing and such, is that right? Yeah, yeah. To- oh, not so much fishing, but because um,
1: you'll yeah, get it so quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you get away on a few hunting trips? Yeah, most most of my um time off is spent hunting. If it's not rugby, yeah, almost travel the whole country hunting. Yeah, that's another sort of thing that I I sort of want to do is like people say that they you know they've travelled overseas but they've never seen their country. Well, I've never been overseas, but I've seen quite a fair bit of the country.
0: I believe that you've broken some farm production and empty rate records on this farm. How have you achieved that?
1: I came onto the farm and I was looking at things and I was like, okay, this is how they do things. This is how they've done things the last couple of years. I'll come in and I'll change it. But I went about it in a way that it wasn't a drastic change. It was small changes that I knew that would work, but I had to convince Grant that, that that would work. And it was pretty daunting. Like, at the first thing, I was going, to, oh, I don't know, I was going to, like, pull off, you know, when you're sort of telling them all this stuff and you're getting them to spend all this money. and and But, no, it worked. And, yeah, I think sort of just open your mind up to what you could do, I guess, and um, give it a go. What are those changes that you've made? Oh, the biggest thing was my pasture management. I sort of done something that was quite different than not a lot of people would see. And, you know, I'd tell Quite a few people about it, and they're like, Why do you do that? Well, the results speak for themselves, don't they? Yeah, so that's one of the things i done. And then also, yeah, just that feed management side of things as well. It just made a huge difference with the empty rate and also the production as well. I went and done a, well, a dairy master's course, and they do things quite a bit different. Sort of, yeah, the pasture side of things was like people would go into their three, five, and come out at 1500. I sort of changed it so that we are only going into sort of 2.9 and then coming out at 1800. You weren't forcing the cows to eat below that 1800. We'd do like pasture tests as well. And as soon as it goes over like 3000, the fiber levels start going up. So yeah, that's sort of one of the things I'd changed. Yeah, it's just being, I, don't know, I guess, doing a bit of homework and then, yeah, giving it a go,
0: I suppose. Yeah would be the ticket. What sorts of things do you want to see improved in the dairy sector in general? I'd say within the industry
1: is that there's a massive perspective that dairy farming is long hours and you don't get a lot of time off which you know in some cases is true and it all depends on how you want to farm. If you're happy to work all the time then that's you. you, if you're quite passionate about your time off then that's you and you can sort of set that up but for people coming into the industry, that's all they see. Yeah, sure. That's all they see. So in order to change that, you know, and it's sort of part of my goal once I go share farming is to change that into like, yeah, almost like a five-day-a-week sort of job, but not quite as bad, yeah. I was thinking about it today, actually, and I was sort of thinking, well, it would more likely be like a shift sort of work. So, you know, you come in, you work from five till two or something like that and then someone else will come in and take over from like lunchtime till after milking in the afternoon something like that i don't know Mm -hmm. but that's something that would be good to change i guess so what you're saying is you want to make
0: the dairy sector like a more attractive place yeah definitely people to come into yeah if you can lower the hours then it's automatically going to do that i'm interested in your thoughts around how do do we get more young people into the dairy sector other than what you've You've talked about about changing the hours and and things. I think um, also like promoting like where you
1: can go and how quick you can do it. That was sort of the big reason why I went with dairy farming as well. Once I got you know a little bit older, was that actually like I can be a farm manager at nineteen. Yeah, you know, and I can go share milking by twenty six easily. If you go to school, I don't think a lot of
0: people actually realise it or kids would anyway, that you can do it. You touched on, you know, your goal to become a share milker. Talk to us a bit about how you're, you know, working towards that, but also what other goals that you have for the future? At the moment, I'm
1: lucky where I've been offered to bring 60 cows into the herd. So that there is the start of my herd essentially. And, Mm. yeah, I want to go share milking in a couple of years' time. And also that other future goal is to attract young people into the industry And at the same time, offer them, you know, same opportunity that I've had to buy, bring in some cows into the herd, whether that's cows or calves, you know, give them five calves and see what they want to do with them. You know, yeah, that's sort of my goal is to offer someone the same opportunity that I've, I've had. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I've had. So it's only right to pass it on to someone else, isn't it? How did you come about buying those 60 cows? It's from the, (coughs) from the neighboring farm. Yeah, so he's an older guy and he just couldn't do farming anymore. He couldn't do dairy farming anymore. It was him by himself and he basically just went out of the industry. So, from then going on forward a few more years, you know, there's all these people getting out of the industry because they can't keep up with, you know, what's going on with computers and stuff. For what I see is I see a huge opportunity to, you know, there's going to be farms up for sale and they're not, and they could be cheap you know
0: so yeah that's so, sort of what i see so you're pretty excited about where you're going to be in in five, ten years eh
1: uh a bit further than that <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i I'm, i am excited for you know what what's going to happen yeah it's an open book at the
0: moment to what i'm going to do but i have a plan in place i think you have an interest in genetics as well yeah is that something yeah. that you're uh, learning more about yeah so it's
1: like a sort of thing that i'm picking up at the moment um, because I have done an AI course so I have trained as an AI technician but I haven't fully done it that was sort of the start of it and then also my popper was on the border LIC or well, LIA back in the day so that there sort of has motivated me to try and get into it and yeah doing that AI course was the start of it.
0: Jimmy just a couple more questions before I I'll let you go out on the farm again. What's the biggest takeaway from your dairy and career so far that you'd like to share with our listeners? Maybe the biggest thing that you've learned since you came into the dairy sector. Just go out there and
1: do something different because, you know, everything is different in, in the industry. There's no set way on how you have to do things. So don't be afraid to go do things differently.
0: For anybody who happens to be listening to this or knows knows somebody who is weighing up a career in dairying so they're thinking about coming into it what would you say to them i'd say give it a go yeah go and do it see if you like it and
1: get stuck in these cows to be picked up at the moment <laughs> go pick them up
0: hey mate thanks heaps for your time great chatting to you no worries thanks for tuning in to talking dairy we hope you enjoyed the episode If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, go to derienz.co.nz forward slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast platforms.